Sport Press. to the Full Sport Press Podcast, featuring hosts Shay Hove, Chef, Wheezy, and Coach Locke. Please enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations. I would like to welcome everybody back and some of you for the first time to the Full Sport Press Podcast, the premier sports podcast for the consummate sports fan. And this is your one-stop shop for all sports-related news and topics. I am Jay Hove. You better be Jeff. Wheezy in the building. Say what's up, Wheezy. What it do, what it do, what it do. What's going on? Coach Lockman, I can be say what's up, Cal. What's good? What's good? How is everybody doing? Being quarantined. We back, yeah, yeah, now for sure. <laughs> Jeff, you back on my, that's funny. <laughs> Me and Coach on people ain't got haircuts, right? Yeah, I had two. Yeah, I had a couple of yeah. You know, quarantine, I got the best of me. I ain't even J-Hove no more, y'all. Here I'm Croc Lesnar, man. Go. Croc Lesnar, man. Yeah, Croc Lesnar, man. Yeah. Yeah, young croc. Young croc. Young croc. It's going down. Yeah, now it's going <laughs> no, down. Yeah, you better damn know it. <laughs> Episode 335, man. We're kicking off the 2020 NFL season with some way too early predictions. FSP style. Always FSP style. Better damn know it. Better damn believe it. Believe it. <laughs> still, still messed up. Best of the week, Jeff. What you got? Well, best of the week is WNBA playoffs, man. The Minnesota Lynx versus Seattle Storm in the semifinals. Got a hometown feel to it. You know what I mean? Can't wait to watch that this weekend. It'll be good to see. What you got, Weez? This week for me was uh, Monday Night Football, man. Kurt Herbstreit and Chris Fowler, man. The way they did that uh, announcement, that, I think I think they found themselves a, a new gig, I hope anyways, for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> what about you, Lai? What you got? And I had Crystal Dangerfield winning rookie of the year also, man. That's a big deal, man, especially with her getting drafted in the second round, being the first player ever to do it from the second round. So that's a real big deal, man. So shout out to Crystal. For sure, man. Most definitely. We're keeping the WNBA theme then, man. Uh, Mine is a girl dad was looking to buy some socks for his little girl that's starting to play basketball. She wanted the new Nike Elite NBA, well, WNBA socks. Problem is they aren't for sale right now. Cool thing, Nike reached out, saw the letter, sent the little girl multiple pair of, and a pair of the Kobe EYBLs. So shout out to Nike, man. Big, big deal, man. That's something awesome, man. Yeah, that's dope right there. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's yeah. work by Nike. Yeah, now, first class organization, the swoosh. <laughs> shout out to the swoosh. <laughs> worst of the week, Weezy, what you got, doc? What's the week? Well my, well, my real worst of the week, I can't tell you on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my worst of the week, man, was all the injuries this uh, this week in, in, in NFL football, man. What about you, Jeff? Worst of the week, buddy. Man, I got food this week, man. Uh, somebody posted in the, in the Realville chat that Roy Jones had, had backed out of the fight and <laughs> said he was afraid of Mike. 
He just said he made a mistake stepping into the ring with Mike, but the fight's still on. Breaking news. Yeah, I thought somebody came to the senses and called this crap off, but nope, still on in November. They still fight. I think that's all propaganda, man. I think he's trying to get Mike to back out, but Mike ain't going back out of that fight. <laughs> nah. Mike is ready right now. What you got, Coach? Man, I, I had a worst of the week, and then I just got an email from work. Uh, you know, we've gone back to work. Kids hadn't come in yet, but they start to come back Monday slowly. And uh, apparently somebody in the building tested positive. Mm. Luckily, they've already contacted the person and everybody that person came in contact with. But that's the shit I'm talking about. Oh, we, ain't even, we ain't even got started for real. And already, here we go. That's definitely worst of the week, man. I hate that shit. I don't, um, don't want to say a lot, right? The worst of the week for me is Tyrod Taylor. Mm. It's been confirmed that my guy's dating Drea, man. Oh, yeah. It's confirmed. Trying to stay a starter. This is not a move that would keep you as a starter. It's my guy. I've been rooting for Tyrod since he was at Virginia Tech. Decisions like this make it very difficult to root for him. I know why. Listen, no, 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 no. I know why. You do that when you retire, though, Tyrod. We got like two more years of solid. Man, if you play well this year, you can turn this into five more years. You've been in bad situations in Cleveland, even in Buffalo prior to that now with another number one pick. Oh, man, you dating Drea? It's like a million women in the world, dog. Billions, actually. Just makes it rough to root for my dog, man. She ran a block hot quick, too. You hear me? Quick. She couldn't wait to post it. It's moving on to stat of the week, man. Bryce is back. Shout out to Bryce for this fine. He dug some stuff up on Tyron Lue. Tyron Lue's record without LeBron James. <laughs> One and 18. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Ty Lu. And Ty Lu think he is deserving of eight to nine million dollars a year. Yeah. Ain't happening, Ty. It ain't yeah. happening. You guys will stay on that clipper bench and try to figure things out for sure. But I, I'm anxious to see any coach without that, that coach LeBron James in the game he didn't play. Eric Spolster. Except for Spolster. Except for Spolster. Yeah, yeah Sposa had big boy help, though. He had big boy help, man. He had big boy help. Yeah, Pat. Uh, it's, a, it's a rule in the gambling industry. When LeBron don't play, you bet against the team because they never win. Yeah. They never win. There you go. Stay of the week. Shout out to Bryce, man. Happy to have you back, buddy. Good looking, Bryce. Now, make sure you check us out on iTunes, Facebook, IG, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Beyond Pod, YouTube, and, of course, the SoundCloud page to catch up on the full archive of past episodes of FSP. How do you do that? Just search Full Sport Press Podcast. When you get through with that, make sure you check out the On Deck TV Hip Hop Podcast with Animal Brown and Spike Lou every Wednesday. Their latest issue is up, the Conway from a King to God album review episode. So y'all make sure y'all get them boys a holler and check out that episode, especially if you like Conway. Sure, man. Uh, check out that Method Man verse. Verse of the year, Jeff. That's verse of the year. Okay. It's up there. Shout out to the M-E-T-H-O-D. All right. Fresher than your average podcast. Featuring myself and my dog, Animal Brown, is a self-help fashion podcast directly related to improving everyday fashion. We have an FTYA 
IG live show, FTY Friday, Copper Drop. It's on right now. Pull up on us at the IG page directly for the culture. We also have a Would You Rock that drops every other day. Pay attention to that as well. Everybody votes. Now we get to see how everybody um, feels as far as these outfits. It's always a great conversation to have. So check that out. Also, be on the lookout for Patreon featuring the entire Realville staff who will all be a part of it. More details coming soon. But before you do that and after you do that, where your kicks? The cop response. Can we officially give the Mr. Copham to Animal Brown now? Because oh. I ain't cop nothing. That's he's true. copied everything. Yeah, he went up right now. He yeah. got to get two more. He got to get two more. Coach, you still, nah, I'm not going to put you on blast, but Coach, you got a lot. You got <laughs> yeah, but you coach, coach high because Coach trying for everything. Yeah, 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 I'm for sure. He yeah, trying every, every week. He trying every. I ain't got nothing, man. Nothing. Man. Hey, welcome to my life, Croc Lesnar. I got like five flavors now. <laughs> hey, y'all send me them Croc, Croc ideas. We don't need some custom joints. Just gonna get some custom joints with J Hove on it. Hey, no, for sure. It's in the making, Coach. You better damn know <laughs> it. You better damn know it. Jeff, you got ten good resting seconds. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Let's, let's start the clock, man. All right, guys. Y'all heard about the hurt business? What? Oh, okay. Well, business is booming. The Hurt Business is MVP, Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin, and Brock Lesnar. I'm sorry. Think about Croc Lesnar. And Bobby Lashley, the black Brock Lesnar. <laughs> so it's it's a faction in the WWE right now, and it's kind of taking over, man. It's fun to watch. It's called the Hurt Business. The business is booming. So if you got time, check out our Monday Night Raw. A couple of segments a night. They're doing their thing, man. Nice to see what nice to see they giving Cedric Alexander something to do. Bobby Lashley always been a top guy. Sheldon Benjamin, one of the most athletic people you ever seen in wrestling. And then MVP is uh, he's the talker, so he's the Ric Flair of the group, basically. So he's gonna he he's the guy that's gonna say the wild stuff to get you back in and watch it. So if you get some time, check out the herd business, man. Business is bull. And I'm lost in the sauce. I knew one name. <laughs> one Bobby Lashley. It's on all right, that's it. It's the only name I knew. But make sure you check us out every Thursday, the 808s and Chair Shots podcast. Me and my guy, Neek. Man, he, Neek, Neek had a wild one this week, but it was fun to listen to, man. It's good stuff. Man. And your auntie love wrestling. Never forget your auntie love wrestling. I always forget that. Shout out to Neek, man. That's the homie, man. Now, tweet us with questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. Don't forget to comment. Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page. On the iTunes page, please rate and subscribe. And more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. The tell a friend. That the revolution will be podcasted. And before we get started, the first half, Weezy, do you have a yellow box of Cheerios award recipient for the listeners? I do. This week's award recipient is radio host Dan McNeil. It is. There you go, Weezy. <laughs> uh, Chicago radio station 670, the score has fired on air host Dan McNeil after a comment he made on social media. About the outfit of ESPN sideline reporter Maria Taylor, she had on on Monday night. Now, in a tweet that has been deleted, McNeil posted a screenshot of Taylor and referenced the adult film industry in posing the question, and I quote, NFL sideline reporter or host for the AVN annual presentation, end quote. What? Now, the sports talk station's parent company issued a statement on Tuesday announcing McNeil's departure calling his tweet degrading and humiliating 
and apologize to all who were offended by Dan's words, especially Maria. Now, Maria, is 20, uh, she's 33 years old, is making her debut on ESPN's Monday Night Football after primarily covering college sports for the network. Shout out to Maria for handling this with class. Enjoy your vacation, Dan McNeil. That's what he get. He's he's habitual, though. Like, this dude had got fired from some stuff in Dallas that he had said. He had called a lady a bitch online or something. gracious. Yeah, no, nah, he's just habitual. He's habitual. So, Dan yeah. McNeil, one of those dudes, man. If you don't know what the AVN Awards, don't Google it at work. Please don't. Please don't Google that. Please don't do that. Yeah, don't, don't Google that work. No. Well, he's, how you getting that out to Danny? Please don't Google that at work Or you be taking a similar vacation as Dan <laughs> You be right there with him on it, Jeff Boy, you be right at Boy, y'all be We one, two, three, Tulum All together <laughs> You guys ready to get started the first half? Yeah Everybody in Tulum, you see that? The first half is underway Full sport First half, the hottest sports news of the past week, like we do each and every week here at the Full Sport Press Podcast. Before we get started, I am J-Ho. Your boy, Big Jeff. It's your boy, Weezy. What it do? It's your man, Coach Lock. Where can they find you on social media, Coach Lock? Man, it's the same on IG and Twitter, Lock underscore the underscore great. That's T-H-A. Get at me. What about you, Weezy? I'm FSP underscore Weezy on IG, and I'm at Weezy on Twitter. Holla at me. Yeah, you are. What about you, Jeff? Um, Jay Easley, 84, across all social media platforms. Most definitely, man. And I'm Jay Hove on Instagram and Twitter. Let's talk on Twitter, man. Everybody's out the bubble. It's time to, you know, hey, listen, man, these Laker fans, we're going to talk about it. Before we start talking about these Laker fans, Jeff, fantasy football is back. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it. All right, so we're going into week. This is going to be week two of the FSP Fantasy League. Let's get it going. All right, first matchup of the week. Now watch God. Shout out to Sean Watch versus the Coach's Corner. One time for Coach One. Both teams are 0-1 coming into, this, coming into this matchup, and it is predicted to be a tie at this moment. No one had any Thursday night games, so we're going to see how that plays out. Shout out to them. Next, you choose a side. Shout out to Weezy and Big Draco. Big <laughs> Draco. Uh, Weezy's coming off of a tough loss first week, but he's bouncing back this week. He's predicted to win this one in a landslide. Shout out to Weezy. Okay. Yeah, all right. One time for Chris Thompson, MD. <laughs> D hair. Kanye 2024. Oh, come on, baby. Come on, baby. All right. Anyway, uh, both teams won their first the first week matchup, and right now D. Harris projected to win one thirty one to one twenty seven. Close game. Next, we got the diplomats. Time for Cam versus A. Royale with the cheese. Okay, twin, back at it. And right now, both teams are one and zero, oh, and the diplomats are predicted to win this one one twenty six to one thirteen. And I'm, I'm not gonna do my last. Winston's eye exam. Shout out to me. First, show me them TDs. One time for one time for Farham. You know, I know you're listening. Uh, it got me projected to win this one. I don't know how it's gonna play out. I started off one and zero. DP started off zero and one. We'll see how it play out. See how it play out. And lastly, we got Vandalay International zero and one. So time for Reagan versus the preseason champs. Shout out to Shane. Shane is projected to win this one. We'll see how it play out. That is week two. Your fantasy football outlook. 
Yeah, man. Shout out to the guys, man. Yeah. Congress, Congress spoke in that damn group chat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Congress spoke in that group chat real quick. <laughs> All right, man. Let's move on to the NBA playoffs. The NBA playoffs have moved on to the conference finals. And what has been an exciting playoff so far, we're all intrigued to see who will be playing for it all. And FSP is here to give our conference final playoff predictions, starting off with the Eastern Conference, the Boston Celtics, the number three seed, versus the Miami Heat, the number five seed. The Heat are up 2-0 as we record this podcast right now. Who wins, fellas? Why? Jimmy Butler plays better when he don't have the ball in his hand. He takes, he takes one minute off, we don't even score, and he still affects the game. So I'm going Miami all the way. The way they beat Boston in game two was was scary. Boston had that game wrapped up. I mean, game one is what it is. They're blocked by Bam on Jason Tatum. That was a great play. But game two, Boston had that in the, like tucked away. Then all of a sudden, it was over with. All of you look back and they're they're down six. It's like, wait a minute, <laughs> how did we get here? Um, I'm, I'm going to make an unpopular statement. These are the moments where they miss a player like Kyrie. Because no matter what, no matter what the situation was, Kyrie can go get a bucket. Kyrie can go make a play. You might not like the fact that he took three shots before that. But when the game is on the line, you're not mad that Kyrie got the ball in his hand. I don't know what happened to Cardiac Kimball, but he hasn't showed up yet. And Jason Tatum may, may be one year away from being that guy. He's going to be him, but it don't look like he's ready to be him yet. And it's not a knock on him. It's just saying he ain't got there yet. But these are the moments. I know everybody was happy they got rid of him. But these are the moments they miss Kyrie. Boston hasn't looked really good. Haven't looked like the Boston we saw in all the rounds before this. But the the one thing they can hold their hat on is every game they've played, they've had the lead. They just hadn't been able to hold on to it. But with all that being said, man, I still think Miami will pull this series out and wind up winning series 4-3. I think Boston is going to bounce back. <laughs> and make it close, but I still think Miami will pull it out in the end and win 4-3. I got the Celtics in seven, man. I think they currently lead all playoff teams in defensive rating. So in turn, and they really, really play really well against defending the three. And those are two factors that Miami uses to their advantage. And they were doing it the right way, like Jeff mentioned in game two. They were up double digits. This thing was over with. Realize you got to have somebody that can close. And Kimba is supposed to be their closer, and he has not been consistent over the entire playoffs. Some people might just not have it. You know, the playoffs show you that. They have the better team. It's not even close. I just don't think they have the experience to get over this hump unless somebody steps up. And I think Jason Tatum is going to have to be that person. And I think we'll see that in the next couple of games. If Jamal Murray, limited playoff experience, Nikola Jokic, limited playoff experience can do it, I think Jason Tatum can do it. And alongside Jalen Brown. I don't think Kimba has it, though. I think he would have to be in a uh, backup role, like a third or fourth option. Wait, wait. So you think it's going to go to a seven-game series and Boston go win the, win the series? I do. Do y'all, think, do y'all think Boston going to win tonight in the landslide? Not in the landslide, but they're going to win tonight. They have to win tonight. This is a game. It's over with tonight. If they don't win tonight, it's over with. Yeah, it's over. It ain't going to be seven if they don't win tonight. Here's the thing, though. Jimmy Butler is a dog. Andre Iguodala comes in as a dog. Bam Adebayo is a dog. 
Jay Crowder is a dog. There's going to be a point in time where your nuts get small. You got to make a shot. And I don't think that Duncan Robinson is going to make that shot. Tyler okay. Hero is, though. So here's why I disagree with you on that, though. Yeah, I'm, 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 the mindset of your leader. Jimmy Butler is their unquestioned leader. And what did you okay. first person name out your mouth? He's a dog. They have their mindset. That's why I feel like Boston is missing Kyrie. Because no matter what, Kyrie is going to go out and make the bucket. You might not like him. He may be a flat earther. Whatever. But when it comes to hooping and game on the line, Kyrie's going to make it happen. That's not true, though, Jeff. He's a Listen, it's the difference between a dog and a hooper. Kyrie Irving is a hooper. But they had Kyrie healthy two years ago. And it didn't look like shit. So he didn't, he didn't help them. He didn't come in and make no shots. They lost because of Kyrie. So, nah, I was going to let that Kyrie shit slide. Nah, Kyrie, Kyrie looked good with Braun. He looked good. But that, I'm telling you, he's, gonna, he's the unquestioned leader of that team. You can't win no games. You match the identity the of your leader. leader. Yeah. Bro, the leader, if Kyrie Irving, you're going home. One, two, three, saloon. For sure. Well, whoever the leader is right now, if they don't get it together, same situation. The leader on that team is Marcus Smart. That can't be my leader. Not in the NBA. I, I guarantee the Heat win tonight. I'm guaranteeing it. Well, well let's bet that. I need some of that action. You're on your Charles Barkley take, huh? Yeah, I need yeah, some I, of that action. Yeah, I, I can't see how anybody go, goes behind Boston and, and, and they give up 17-point leads in that bubble. I just can't. Yeah. Let's move right along to the Western Conference. The Los Angeles Lakers, number one seed, versus the Denver Nuggets, number three seed. The Lakers are up one nothing right now. Who wins, fellas? Why? I'll go first. I'll say it, and I'm done. I'll be surprised if the Lakers lose two games for the rest of the NBA playoffs. <laughs> Lakers got some focus now, man. They got some focus. That was the game last night to get them. They they usually lose that that, that first game of every series. That was, that was the game last night to get them. Now they know they can get you. They know what they got to do. They know what they got to do. And LeBron James pissed off he didn't get the MVP. Yeah, LeBron is definitely pissed. Uh, Dwight Howard know this is coming to the end of the road for him, and this is his best chance to get this chip. That's why he's playing like he's playing. And this is a better matchup for him that allows him to do that. The Lakers are going to win this series 4-1. to I think Denver's going to have that one game where Jokic stays out of foul trouble because that's his biggest issue. He can't stay on the court. He was in foul trouble yesterday with three fouls in the first half. Then Jamal Murray picked up his third foul. Then Paul Missup picked up his third foul. When that happened, I knew they was in trouble. But if Jokic can figure out a way to stay on the court and stay out of foul trouble, that'll be the game they win. And they'll get that one game, but that'll be it. They'll win this series 4-1. Yeah, I got the Lakers winning in five as well. The way that LeBron's playing right now, AD knowing what he'll have to do and kind of figured out how to play in these playoffs with this team. I think the Lakers are firing on all cylinders, man. After that Houston series, they kind of figured out, okay, we are the standard as far as basketball teams in this bubble. And now with the Clippers being gone, it's theirs for the taking. And they got the best rating as far as defense in the entire playoffs, which I think will be the uh, the difference maker, especially with this team. They weren't switching 
with Russell Westbrook, who's saving his energy for offense. James Harden, who plays, you know, effort defense. Lakers in five, man. But the Lakers fans got to relax. They were doing a lot of laughing at the Clippers. I ain't like that. I ain't like that. They were already counting W's. What we wearing to the championship parade? They talking like that. Well, the Clippers started that though. Say they were the new kings of the, the kings of LA. Yeah. The Clippers did all of that and and went to bed. Like no, they went to bed big time for yeah. sure. Let me tell you something, Paul George. Look at yourself in the mirror, dog. It ain't nothing in the world where you supposed to close out a game and you have zero points in the quarter and you are a top ten player in this NBA. Ain't no way. Kawhi Leonard, I understand that you had a bad second half throughout that entire series. But when one goes down, somebody got to step up. LeBron didn't have a good game in game one. What AD do? Damn near 40. You got to step up, man, if you're a top five, top ten player. They Paul say. George ain't that no more, man. Here's the thing with that team. They both signed two-year deals. Mm-hmm. So, I They got to go. Yeah. They don't have a first-round draft pick at all because of Paul George. For the mm-hmm. next six years. Oh, goodness gracious. They don't yeah, Well, let's keep it in the NBA. They recently announced that all NBA teams, and the NBA came out and said before they were announcing this that bubble games would not be counted toward awards for the regular season. They said any uh, this is all based on games started before the bubble. So when they released your all NBA first team, you had James Harden and Luka Doncic at the guard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, LeBron James at forward and Anthony Davis is center for your first team, with Giannis and LeBron being the only two unanimous votes. Your all-NBA second team consisted of my boy Dame Time, Damian Lillard, Chris Paul at the other guard, Kawhi Leonard and Pascal Siakam at the forwards, and Nikola Jokic at the center. Your third team consisted of Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook at the guard, and Jason Tatum and Jimmy Butler at the forward, and Rudy Gobert at the center. Now, my question for you is, do you see any snubs that didn't make this list? Brad Bill is supposed to be on this list before Russell Westbrook. It ain't no question at all, man. He had, he had a career-high 30 points a game, six assists, and he didn't even make the All-Star game because the team was bad. And I get it. The Wizards were bad. No one expected him to even make the playoffs. Had one of his best years statistically. He deserved to be at least third-team All-NBA. This is coming off one of Russ's worst seasons as a pro. This is this kid's best. That is the biggest snub of the All-NBA teams. It wasn't Brad Bill. It was Trey Young. That was a snub. 50 for you. Same scenario. Shouldn't have been Russ. Shouldn't have been Russ. I agree with that. Trey Young, bro, bro, they won 20 games, bro. At least the damn Wizards won 25, bro. Oh, my God. That's more than 20, more than 25. That's true. But trash is same as trash. The pick he averaged more points. His field goal percentage was higher. The only thing that was better was his three-point percentage, Jeff. The, the pick was trash. <laughs> the reason I think Brad Bilden made this list is for the same reason that Jeff thinks Trey Young should be on this list. They both had the same basic year. They both averaged basically 30. Trey Young averaged nine assists. Bradley Bill averaged six. But they both were on losing teams. Like you said, the Hawks won 20 games. The the Wizards won 27. The person that, that could have an argument and be mad about it is Chris Middleton. He averaged career highs in points at 20.9, 4.3 assists, and 6.2 rebounds. And his team finished with the best record before the bubble. 
I just don't see them putting Bradley Bill on this list because you would have to defend why you put him on there versus Trey Young. But all those guys, they have an argument we mentioned. Trey, Bradley, Middleton, even D-Book. He's in the same boat as Trey Young. He averaged 26, 4, and 6 on 49% field goals for shooting and 35% from the three. But it's the same thing. Lack of wins is what hurt him also. It just shows you the depth of talent in the NBA right now, especially when you have guys like Brad Beal, who averaged 30, Trey Young, who averaged 29, Devin Booker, who averaged 27, not being mentioned. And what sucks about this, Trey Young and Devin Booker, they're young boys. They got time to make these teams. Brad Beal is a little older, and this is playing with his money because you can't get a Supermax contract if you don't make an all-NBA team, and he hasn't done that before. So this might have been his one chance to get that, and he was robbed of it. I think I think players gonna regret it, man. It's, it's, this is a historic thing that made it work. Everybody was safe. Yeah. I think they're gonna regret not playing. We'll see. You guys ready to start with halftime? Let's do it. Let's We're at the midway point. Enjoy all of the halftime festivities. Halftime. In case you missed it, shout out to Yoski for this fine. We haven't done one like this. This is dope, man. Jack Trice was the first black football player in Iowa State history in 1923. Now, in the second half of his second game ever, he broke his collarbone. Trice went back into the game, and in the third quarter, while attempting to make a tackle, he was roadblocked, which is now illegal, then trampled by three Minnesota Gopher players. Now, some question whether it was an accident or intentional due to the skin color or being the fact that the Cyclone teammates that he felt that he was targeted in the first half because of his race. Now, Jack died two days later from hemorrhages from his lungs and internal bleeding. A week later, 4,000 of the 5,000 Iowa State students attended his funeral. In 1973, support began to name the stadium after him. In 1984, the field was named after him at Cyclone Stadium. In 1987, he was honored with a statue on campus. In 1989, Iowa State played Minnesota for the first time in 66 years as a result of not renewing the contract to the play because of his death. In 1997, after years of support, the stadium was named after him. To this day, it is still the only FBS stadium named after an African-American. Shout out to Yoski for that fine. Shout out to Jack Trice. That's big time, man. That's a big that cool. that's oh, and and a field is still named after him too. Yeah, that's yeah, dope. yeah, man. It's yeah, dope, man. Shout out to Yoski, man. Yeah, somebody doing the right way out there. You look at Iowa State. Yeah, that's why Seneca Wallace went down there and did work like how he did work. You said who? Look, this old Tip Dobbins going to Iowa State. He went to Iowa State. He sure did, didn't he? Hmm. Glenn Cliff. Glenn Cliff, man. Yeah, no, for sure. Is that the best player in Glencliff football history? Top three. Is he, I said, is he the best football player in Glencliff football history? Top three. One, Jeff. He Who said he ain't getting He Scott? said he ain't getting See that Scott, him, and CJ Johnson? Over Dion? I was, Dion was right before me. So I, I only saw Dion one year. Dion was cold, though. Dion was cold. Dion, yeah. He did. Hey. That, that that little run right there, Glencliff oh, had a run. Glencliff right had a run, boy. Yes. Dogs. <laughs> yeah, and that's when shot at TSU. That's when they was recruiting the city for real. They got all them dogs. They got all of them. 
That's what you're supposed to do, though. Yeah. Right now, your hometown, you're supposed yeah. to go get them dogs like that. He just got with the Tulsa, didn't he? Tulsa. Mm-hmm. He should have took his ass to TSU. Right with the rest of them. You guys ready to get started the second half? Yes, sir. Let's go. Let's get it. The second half is underway. Full sport press. Second half, the 2020 NFL preview show. Before we get started, I am Jay Ho. It's your boy Big Jeff. I can't talk about it. It's your boy Weezy. What it do? It's your man, Coach Lock. Lock, the 2020 NFL season is finally upon us. And what a, a better way to celebrate Weezy's favorite time of the year throwing out meaningless predictions for how an unpredictable season will play out for the 101st NFL season. FSP has decided to give out some preseason awards and AFC and NFC playoff outlooks and also a Super Bowl champ. Question one, offensive player of the year. Who you guys got winning this award and why? I guess I'll go first. Uh, <laughs> I got the offensive player of the year as D-Hop, Arizona Cardinals, man. Uh, I just think they're going to, you know, every time Kyler Murray drops back, he's going to look at him first, clearly. And I just think he's a big uh, a big asset to their offense, man. I'm going Lamar Jackson for Offensive Player of the Year. Mr. Do-It-All in Baltimore. He's going to continue to do it all this season. Lamar Jackson. I'm going uh, Russell Wilson with the Seahawks. Always has great stacks, but never gets the award to show for it. They added offensive talent in Josh Gordon, Philip Dorsett, Greg Olson, and Carlos Hyde. So I think Russell Wilson is going to have a really great year. Since the turn of the century, only four offensive player of the year awards went to non-quarterbacks. Keep the tradition going. I'm going Kyler Murray with this one. Um, The world wanted this kid to finish up Triple-A ball in Idaho right now. They want this kid in Idaho. Great decision by Kyler. They have the best wide receiver in the entire NFL. I saw it firsthand last week. He probably had, what, 550 rushing yards this year. I think he'll get close to 700, 800, maybe 1,000. That's my offensive player of the year, man, Kyler Murray, for sure. Wait, one second, one second. Let's move right along. Nah, <laughs> I know you said he. You said that you. Uh, you think he made a great decision by not playing baseball. Yeah, I always said that. That, oh, was, no. that was me. That was me. I don't want to say he should have played baseball. I, 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 I copy that. I say. I think I said he should play baseball too. Yeah. Okay. No, nah, I said he. He's playing in Idaho. They ain't even playing Triple A ball this year. He wouldn't even got paid this year. Mm-mm. Fuck out of here. Let's move on to question two. Offensive rookie of the year. Who we got, guys, and why? Actually, actually, I got two of them on this one, but uh, the obvious one is Clyde. It was a letter, man, from uh, <laughs> Cheeks, man. He just he just said do it all back. He's that he's that Brian Westbrook that they never had now. Catch the ball in the backfield. He's an extra weapon. I'm going Joe Burrow. He looks the part. He, he passed dress rehearsal. He's the number one pick for a reason, Joe Burrow. Good pick, Joe. Good pick. I went Joe Burrow, too, man. They want this kid to be a star. He's starting day one, which puts in position to win the award. He has Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green, T. Higgins, and Joe Mixon. So I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. Uh, My offensive rookie of the year is Jonathan Taylor with the Colts. This kid's got an an unfortunate grace of Marlon Mack rupturing his Achilles. Shout out to you, Marlon Mack, Achilles gang. Also, he's about to play behind the second-highest rated run blocking unit from the 2019 season. Just favorite guy, Quentin Nelson. He trades to go get him every year in Madden. Add in the signing of Phillip Rivers, who can't throw the ball past 10 yards. They're going to rely on the run a lot. Jonathan Taylor, man, Offensive Rookie of the Year. 
Let's move right along to question number three, the defensive player of the year. Who you guys got and why? Oh, I got T.J. Watt, man, for sure. He already got his first pick of the year already. Um, that defense, that uh, Big Ben said, is probably the best defense he ever played with ever. I don't believe that, but that defense is good. And T.J. Watt will lead that defense. I got T.J. Watt. I'm going Miles Garrett. Focus this year, coming back off of the whatever that was with him and uh, Mason Rudolph. <laughs> Miles Garrett, man, making making a difference. Jeff, we thinking a lot, man. He's going to pick right up where he left off last year for the suspension. He'll be the top of the league when it comes to sacks, and Cleveland is playing a lot better this year. So I went with Miles Garrett with the Browns also. Probably a pick for me every year. But I got Aaron Donald right here. I think he's pissed off because he only got one vote for defensive player of the year last year. So I'm going to blame that on voter fatigue, considering he won it two times in his career already. I've argued on this here podcast that Aaron Donald is the best non-quarterback in the entire NFL. If they want to, I think they could rename the Defensive Player of the Year award to Aaron Donald. He's a star, man, living legend. I seen him literally decapitate Ezekiel Elliott like he was a child. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. He's unblockable, and I think he has a point to prove this year. Let's move right along to the defensive rookie of the year. Weezy, who you got and why? Chase Young, Washington football team. You can, I don't think I don't hear nobody else can pick against this pick of what I seen last week. Chase Young. You can make a – well, it's one, one game. You can make a case for a couple other players in the long run, but right now, small money is Chase Young, man. And that defense is going to be sneaky good as the season goes on, and he's going to be one of the main reasons why. I went Patrick Queen with the Ravens. This award has gone to players on good teams in the recent seasons. Last year, Nick Bosa. Year before that, Darius Leonard. Year before that, Marshawn Lattimore. He's already starting on the Ravens defense. So with him playing in that Ravens defense, they're going to be good again. I just think they'll give it to Patrick Queen. Here's a crazy stat. You guys know that Ohio State Buckeyes have produced the winner of the award in three of the last four years. It's crazy, boy. Urban Meyer, man, the gift that keeps on giving. That drought, that drought ends now. C.J. Henderson will win Defensive Rookie of the Year, doubling down on my guy. Before all of the draft processes, people were picking Jeff Okuda to win this award, to be the best back in the entire draft. And if you know, you watched that Jacksonville game, he stepped up and got a pick and put T.Y. Hilton in the trunk. So, for sure, man, it's rare for a cornerback to win this award, but I think he'll get that much action in Jacksonville. Going with C.J. Henderson. Number five, breakout player of the year. Who you got, Weezy, and why? I went with Gardner Minshew from Jacksonville, quarterback. I think he's playing with no pressure. I think that's, everybody thinks that team is just going out there just to be out there, and they're just about everybody's schedule. And I think Gardner Minshew is – I think he's one of the best quarterbacks that we don't talk about in the league. Not best, not not best in like he's gonna kill, but he's he's underrated. He's underrated. Let's say that he's underrated. Um, he can make all the throws. He he did it. He did it at a high level in in uh, college. I think I'm gonna guard Mitchell. I'm gonna go keep my trend of picking this correctly at the last two years. Um, Mar Jackson last year, Kyler Murray this year will be an MVP. Con- will be in the MVP conversation this year. <laughs> I love this Colin Murray talk. I do. I really do. Because <laughs> I seen it a long time ago. Go ahead. I went with Marquise Brown, the Ravens. 
He got a year under his belt, Ravens playbook. Teams are going to try to force Lamar to stay in the pocket and throw the ball a lot more, which is going to lead for more opportunities for him. So I think this is going to be the year that Marquise Brown breaks out. I have DK Metcalf after starting off pretty slow at the beginning of his career. He stepped up and looked like a pseudo number one minus title Lockett. I think this is a full season working with Russell Wilson and also playing against that Seattle defense every year people get better and I think DK this is the year for DK man next question comeback player of the year who you got Weezy? oh this is an easy one for me man big Ben Roethlisberger for sure he got all his weapons back he you know his offensive line is good you know he, he somebody got hurt one of the guard offensive linemen got hurt but big Ben he looked good in the second half of that Monday night game like he got his rhythm back lost a little weight I'm going big Ben you can go with three different players on this on this question here, but I'm going to go with Cam. I think Cam is going to uh, push Buffalo to the limits in that division to see who if, if New England can keep their dominance as the number one team in that division. Cam looks good in the offense. They've tailored it to his skill set. Give me Cam. I agree, Jeff. Cam is just going to get better as the season progresses, as he learns the playbook more and sees it in live action. We know Josh McDaniels is going to put him in the best position and call the plays that's best suited for Cam. And Cam is He's ready to prove everybody wrong. People counted him out, and there's nothing like motivation to show that you're still the player that you used to be. So I went with Cam with the Patriots. My pick is Alden Smith, Dallas Cowboys, man. Dallas defensive line coach Jim Tom Sula was his former head coach after he had those two great years with the San Francisco 49ers. The Cowboys need pass rushing help after they lost Robert Quinn. Listen, this guy's going to kill. He's got a lot to prove. This is a break. It's a make-or-break year for him, and I think he's going to make it out of the out of the bad uh, juju that goes along with the ones around him. So, shout-out to Alvin Smith. He's going to kill this year. I wish the 49ers would have signed him. Moving right along to the sophomore slump. Who we got, Weezy? Uh, I hate to pick this. I hate to pick this next award to hope on somebody's downfall, but uh, I'm going to go with Danny Dimes, man. That team is not, is not that good. They're saying Saquon can't block for him. I'm going to go with Danny Dimes. I'm going to go with Daryl Henderson on the Rams. He was poised to be the starter coming into this year after they got rid of Todd Gurley, but he's been <laughs> overtaken by Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers, and this is supposed to be his year, man. But I'm going with Daryl Henderson on the Rams. Sorry to see that happen to him, too. Solid play. I'm going to go with McCole Harbin with the Chiefs. He stepped in last year while Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins weren't really healthy. And he had a good year. He had about 600 yards almost receiving. But with those guys back, his numbers are just going to go down, especially with the addition of uh, Edwards at running back. I just think he's going to fall off, not because he's not capable. I just think he won't get the the targets. Um, I have A.J. Brown right here. I think Corey Davis is finally going to step up for the Titans because he needs a new contract. The target is now on A.J. Brown's back because he was known for his big playability. And in order for Tennessee to succeed, they must prove that they aren't a one-dimensional team. That means Ryan Tannehill will have to be used a lot more efficiently. And in turn, that's going to make them lose games if A.J. Brown is not in the lineup. He's already hurt. He's got to step it up, man, and figure out a way to help out. Or in turn, Adam Humphreys is going to get all of that tick, man. Unfortunately, A.J. Brown. Fall-off player of the year. Who you got, Weezy? James Conner, Pittsburgh Steelers, man. 
that that Pittsburgh running back situation, it have it's been a it's been an ongoing train since Le'Veon Bell left, and I just think James Conner, it just is just not gonna be the same. I hate to pick him for this award, but I, I went with James Conner. Tom Brady. Oh. They won't make the playoffs. <laughs> Right to it. All right. Um, I went with Devin McCourty. I think his age is going to finally catch up to him. He had five picks last year. And I just think it's just going to follow time. It's just going to eventually catch up to him. I know that's your man, Jeff. But I think, you know, follow time is undefeated, man. And I just think we're going to see a fall off from, from last year. Not saying he's going to have a terrible year. I just don't think he's going to have the year he had last year. My pick is T.Y. Hilton, man. T.Y., new quarterback, Phillip Rivers, going to have to be a large part if the Colts figure to have any success in 2020. Here's the thing. T.Y. was in the trunk against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Phillip Rivers can't throw anybody open anymore. And, you know, T.Y. just wasn't open last week. So this is a recipe for disaster. I got T.Y. falling off. I like T.Y. too, man. But he had a good run. I think this is it. Next question. Coach of the year. Who you got, Weezy? I'm going to Riverboat Ron on this one, man. I think he'll get that Washington football team going in a different way. Uh, all, all that they can do is go up. I think the way Haskins is going to play, he's going, he's, he's settling in a little bit. I went with uh, Riverboat Ron. Cliff Kingsbury, man. <laughs> I like that picture. It's going to surprise a lot of people. I'm not going to say it, but they surprised a lot of people. Give me Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> uh, you ain't got to be worried about that. They, they weren't surprised. Jay and Locke weren't surprised because I told them what was going to happen. They weren't surprised about that. But now, we were surprised because until yeah. I found out that we had a wide house playing, then I wasn't surprised. And our tight end got hurt, too. Yeah, so Sucker. I ain't trying to hear all that. I ain't trying to hear all that. <laughs> they weren't surprised. But that's a good pick, though, Jeff. I, that's a good pick, but <laughs> that's the only reason we lost that game. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. Uh, my coach, I, I got to go with Belichick, man. Everybody counts the Patriots out because Tom Brady left. They don't believe in Cam. Gonna put them in position to win the division, like Jeff mentioned earlier, giving the Bills a fight. And if they can just sneak in there win the division, you'll see Belichick get that coach of the year. I have Cliff Kingsbury as well. I'm I'm hot I didn't have that now. I wish I would have picked somebody else. They won five games last year. It's a foregone conclusion that they'll win more than that. You get the best wide receiver in the world. Come on, man. Many offensive weapons as they have. You bring in Isaiah Simmons, who's a dog. Chandler Jones, the defensive player of the year candidate every year. Pat Pete is there for a full year. Winning double-digit games, making a playoff push for this team is not out of the equation, and you got to win more than five games. Now win more than five games with this team, he needs to start coaching uh, the Little Giants next year. And the granddaddy of them all, the NFL MVP. Who you got, Weezy? Kyler Murray. From the Arizona Cardinals, for sure, no doubt about it. Lock it up, put the put the house on it, Calamari. You want to bet that? Yeah, put the house on it. You got to pick one too, though. All right, I'm gonna tell you my pick in a sec. Right. Well, that was my pick as well, but I'll go with. Yeah, no, no, stick to your guns, Jeff. Stick to your guns. Where are you from? You from Southside Nashville, right? Absolutely. 1010 Southside Nashville to be exact. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Calamari, he's going to shock a lot of people, shock shock the world this year. 10 plus wins for that team. Calamari, MVP. This award is Pat Mahomes to lose. Too many weapons. Edwards is going to add another dimension 
You know, he missed two games and still threw 4,000 yards. He has his top five pass catches back from last year, plus Clyde Edwards. The issue they had last season was red zone efficiency, where they were 19th in the league. You put Clyde Edwards there, now you're going to score more touchdowns in the red zone, which is going to lead to more wins, which is going to lead to Patrick Mahomes looking even better. Pat Mahomes, MVP. I have Russell Wilson winning MVP. Uh, Russell's the best active quarterback without an MVP award. Seahawks recently retooled their entire team. And Russell Wilson continues carrying that organization to 10 win seasons and playoff appearances. I think once they get Josh Gordon back in the fold and the most underrated back in the NFL, not named Joe Mixon, Chris Carson is there. This is his year, man. The Seahawks win the NFC West this season. He deserves MVP because that is a gauntlet in the West for sure. All right, let's go to rapid fire, man. Going through each division in the entire NFL, we will pick winners and why. NFC East, Weezy, who you got? The Eagles won last year. I'm still with the Eagles. If they stay healthy, Carson wants to stay healthy, I'm going with the Eagles. Cowboys better. With all their talent, all their money, they better. <laughs> Before the week one games, I would have had Dallas, but with all the injuries that Deshaun Lee, Blake Jarwin, Vander Esch, and Cameron Ewing, I'm still picking Dallas. They got too many weapons on offense. They're just going to outscore you by their division. Yeah, I got the Cowboys as well. Too much talent. You got CD. Got Amari Cooper. Still got Zeke. Offensive line. Still's offensive line. Jalen Smith is still there. And you got a button cornerback in, uh, in Chibe. Listen, man. This is the team, especially in the East. Moving along to the NFC North. The Packers won last year. Who you got, Weezy? I'm going Green Bay. I think Aaron Rodgers, they pissed him off when they drafted that damn uh, quarterback. He got a, he, he on the road. He on the mission. Healthy Matthew Stafford. Give me the line. Oh, hot, 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 hot. Hot, 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 hot. Ooh. Not bad, Jeff. Not mad at it. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Packers, man. Aaron Rodgers has another year under the belt in that system. And the defense has improved the last two years. So I'm going to stick with Green Bay. Yeah, I got the Packers as well. They went 13-3 and three in the first year in the Matt LaFleur system. And Rodgers is hungry, man. Year 16, Packers got to win this one. NFC South, the Saints won last year. Who you got, Weez? I'm going right back with the Saints. Uh, Drew Brees is back, healthy. Sean Payton's still there. Roll with the Saints. It's an even year. All the offensive weapons you can ask for, give me the Falcons. Oh, hot, hot, hot. Hell no. I'm going with the Saints. They got a complete roster from top to bottom. Their line is good. They added another wide receiver, Emmanuel Sanders, and in the safety to go on their defense and Malcolm Jenkins. I'm going to pick the Saints. Yeah, man, the Saints are hungry to get back to the Super Bowl. You got Drew Brees for a full year. If you can get Matt, you can get Mike healthy at the wide receiver position. Just got to hold up. I think the Saints win as well. NFC West, the 49ers won it last year. Who you got, Weezy? <laughs> I got the Arizona Cardinals with the winner. Woo! Okay, I <laughs> I got the Seahawks. Got the Seahawks winning that division. I'm glad you got Arizona, Weezy, so you can be that pissed off even more when we win this damn division. <laughs> we're going to be back healthy when we play y'all again, and y'all got to come to Levi. We're going to win it because our defense. For uh, sure. I got the Seahawks winning this just because you were coming off an unusual abbreviated training camp. 49ers are hurt. George Kittle's not 100%. 
and research points to a high probability of teams who complemented with limited changes. Got to go with the Seahawks. AFC East, the Patriots won last year. Who you got, Weezy? I'm rolling with Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Plug and play. He got Cam Newton. I think the Bills are there, but they're not there yet. But I got the Patriots. Patriots. We, got, we still have Josh Allen as our quarterback. Patriots. Oh, shit. There you go with that Josh Allen shit. Come on, Jeff, man. This is the year for your team, man. They got one of the best defenses in the league. You added Diggs. And Josh Allen, he's ready to show you, man. He's going to make you believe it, man. I'm going to go with the Bills. I hope so, Coach. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, the Bills break the streak this year, man. Josh Allen will be a Pro Bowl quarterback this year. You got to find a way to get Stephon Diggs open. This is the way, man, the Bills. AFC North. The Ravens won last year. Who you got, Weezy? AFC North, the Ravens won. Stick with the Ravens. Why not? They, I mean, they got their defenses. Everybody's back. Lamar Jackson's still there, right? Throw. He throwing the football a whole lot better, all right? Throw. Best team Ravens. in football in Baltimore. So, give me the Ravens. Give me the Ravens also. Lamar Jackson's just going to continue to get better. Hollywood Brown is going to have his official coming out party. Browns will be close behind, but I think the Ravens pull this one out. I got the Ravens as well. They reloaded. Lamar Jackson got a point to prove. They're going to go. It's going to be a good run for Big Trust at the bank. And they got Big Calais Campbell, man. Next one up, the AFC South. The Texans won last year, Weezy. Who you got winning? Tennessee Titans, baby. We shocked. We won the AFC Championship last year. Everybody counted us out. Tennessee Titans, baby. Yeah. That division is 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 – Horrible to watch. I go with the Titans. Say what you want to say. I'm going to go with the Jacksonville. No, nah, I'm playing. Uh, the, 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 the division is destroyed, man. The Titans, they definitely going to win now. Running game in here and continue to help them thrive. Corey Davis and A.J. Brown going to take pressure off Henry and be the receivers they were about to be. So the Titans will win this division. Coach, I'm not sure, but why, why, you look so, why you look so nonchalant when you say that? Like, so, like, it's hurt for you to say that. Just say it. I did say it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the only reason they're going to win because DeAndre Hopkins left. <laughs> oh, bullshit. Get out of here. All right, let's go move on, man. I got the Titans as well. They got the best defense in the division, and they have the best player in the division with Derrick Henry. All they're missing is a quarterback. That's what uh-huh. will prevent them from going further. AFC West. The Chiefs won last year. Who you got, Weezy? Chiefs. I got to say, Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs. Chiefs, man. We mentioned this kid's name a lot. Clyde Edwards. They the only team that can stop themselves. Chiefs. Yeah, I got the Chiefs winning this one as well. I would have picked somebody else if they didn't go through the crazy injuries that they went through. But got to go with the Chiefs, man. And I want the Chargers to win this one bad, man. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right. Super Bowl matchup, Weezy. Who you got? Chiefs versus Saints in the Super Bowl. Ravens versus the Seahawks. Chiefs Saints shootout Super Bowl. 49. Seahawks versus Ravens as well, man. Mm. Did they get cheated every year? <laughs> yeah, they had a little run, two or three years. It was yeah, they every year. Cheated, cheated out of Super Bowl. And one of them, I think that was going to win for sure. Mike yeah. Thomas come back too early. Should be sinking. You pack them up. Yeah, I would sit out this week if I was him. I don't know what the Suns got this week. Yeah. 
Uh, they, they play Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. The Raiders Monday Night Football. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yep. Yeah, nah, he might have to play. We really cheated because we got a head start. And I see a lot of these picks, you know, using a lot of week one and even some week two with some of their Browns love that I heard. But you know how you know how cheaters do. Cheaters going to cheat. Who picked the Browns? Now, I heard some Brown love. Miles Garrett. Oh, come oh, on, wait man. A <laughs> He's been playing, bro. I'm not. You're not gonna do it. I'm not, I almost failed for it. I almost. You almost got me. Man, I was saying, Jim. Gonna be a whole other hour long podcast. He had a whole good. lot of hot takes. He had he a whole lot. You, of- he gets you, Jeff. He gets you. He won't get me. I ain't gonna <laughs> let him do it. I'm just saying, Coach. You sound real confident in in a lot of stuff that you weren't too confident about two weeks ago. Pick the line. He gonna, line get, on this, he gonna get on his Zoom and tell a lie. That's what I'm saying. That's another show in the books, man. We'll be back. Your own uh, people. Episode 335. Recap on IG Live on Wednesday, 6.30 p.m. Central, 7.30 Eastern. Pull up on us, have some questions, conversate with us. Uh, Weezy will be there looking like how he look right now. <laughs> just just as puzzled as he want to be, for sure. Yeah, yeah, we, we appreciate everybody checking us out, man. Y'all keep spreading the word. Make sure y'all check out that Patreon. We got dropping soon with all other material with everybody on the real veal. Just tell a friend, man. Continue to do that for us. Subscribe to that YouTube for sure. Most definitely, man. Don't forget to tweet us with questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. Don't forget to comment. Give us a thumbs up on the YouTube page, on the iTunes page. Please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. To tell a friend. Weezy. Everything paid for. What the hell is going on, man? Jeff. The camera is always on, brother. Mm-hmm. Damn right. Coach Lock. Get the drama song. Show, man. The Revolution will be podcasted. We are out. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Thank you for listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast. To catch up on prior episodes, visit the SoundCloud page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. The revolution will be podcasted.